Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Joined by Finnegale Deputy Paul Kyo, who over the last uh, two years has linked up regularly with the show, particularly when at the ministerial uh, table. He will uh, keep us up to date with events that were unfolding. Uh, before we look at what's now unfolding, Paul, uh, can I get an immediate response from what we've heard from Mary there? Do you think there are many more people like Mary who are not anti vaccine but wary of taking the vaccine themselves? Uh, yes, Alan, and uh, this is uh, it is very concerning, and I I, I do uh, feel huge sympathy for for Mary. But uh, I have had, would have had a lot of people inquiring that would have had similar circumstances, maybe not to the, to the same extent of medical condition that Mary would have went through. Uh, but I know that there is people who had similar um, medical condition to Mary who would have went and had the vaccine, uh, but would have sought clinical and GP advice uh, before they would have done that Uh, and it is very difficult but uh, I know Mary is saying like she can't go she hasn't got a COVID cert or whatever and and these are the reasons why we have COVID certs and why we have such uh, um, standards because we want to protect absolutely uh, everybody and and, and, uh, even though it's tough for Mary I would encourage her to do that because getting COVID-19 is far more serious Mm. uh, than actually going for a a cup of coffee or something like that and I think we have seen examples of that that uh, over 50 or or 60% of the people in ICUs at the moment are unvaccinated uh, uh, right. people. So uh, for anyone who is not vaccinated, I would encourage them to get vaccinated. But I, I would encourage Mary to go and talk to the, the man who replaced her consultant uh, to her clinical lead uh, and uh, have right. a conversation uh, with him or her. Right, because she talked about her former consultant, the man who basically saved her life. And uh, so y- your advice to her is to go to the new clinical consultant. I think what she's looking for is reassurance. And also, uh, a lot of people have picked up what they've seen on social media, etc. And they're worried about it when they're in, in, in a situation like Mary. So your advice is to go to the clinical lead. Where else could she go to, Paul, to try and get uh, more reassurance? Well, the first person I would go to is talk to her own GP and encourage Mary to talk to her own GP. And then he should be able to put her in contact then with uh, uh, the, the clinical consultant who would have who would have maybe replaced uh, the, the consultant that she would have, I've no doubt she would have had checkups over the year because she did say that she had checkups and she was able to meet her former consultant before she re- he, reti- he retired and I've no doubt that there, there would have been another person there appointed to look after Mary's medical files uh, and I would ask her to go and talk to that person, he or, or she but there's an awful lot of people out there who are uh, reading a novel lot of information on uh, misinformation on on social media mm-hmm. and um, we've had our own uh, cases here in County Wexford mm-hmm. uh, where a young person passed away and these anti-vaccines uh, said the reasons why she passed away is because she had a vaccine which is absolutely totally untrue and I commend the family for coming out and publicly uh, denying uh, 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 such, um, such writings on, right. and, and Facebook postings. It's all very real at the moment isn't it? As I said like, like that last week I was off work because uh, I was a close contact and a family member had uh, COVID. Thankfully, that family member has recovered, has abided by the legislation, the rules, etc. Um, but I know that on this occasion, I firmly believe being vaccinated, and I didn't really love AstraZeneca when I got the first one, I can tell you, but being vaccinated, I think, helped me and the rest of our family. It's very real at the moment, Paul, isn't it? Very, very real. There is no doubt, Alan, uh, that the vaccines are working, and it's so true that vaccines are working, and I'm delighted now to see that the OIPs and the elderly people and everyone is getting uh, their booster shots and I've had contact with a huge amount of people over the last number of weeks who have had their booster shots and we're continuing to see people who have not received any dose of COVID-19 
vaccine uh, come forward now for further further vaccine uh, because they are very concerned that the COVID-19 is not going away. They're very concerned about yeah. the direction and the number of, of cases. And one um, startling uh, figure that I, I learned of yesterday evening that even though it could be 3,500 cases or 3,000 cases reported on, on a daily basis, I'm led to believe that it could be up to 4,000 uh, cases per day, but because of the backlog in, in reporting, um, yeah. uh, this is really concerning. And uh, um, Dr. Tony Houlihan came out yesterday asking people to cut their contacts, uh, to be more careful. But I think we have to maintain uh, the, the, the principles that we were that we were learned from the very start, and that's washing our hands, hand sanitizing, mask wearing, social distancing uh, where, where 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 you can. So, like, if people do the small things right, uh, I believe that we can uh, cut the spread of the cases within within the community. Community transmission is really high at, at the moment, and then we're very lucky as well because the number of admissions going into hospital are kind of similar to discharges going uh, being leaving leaving hospital. So, mm. even though the, the medical staff are absolutely totally pressurised under huge amounts of pressure, the ICUs, uh, our ANEs are absolutely with with the uh, with the winter bug that we normally flu bug that we normally have. Like people are really really uh, help the health professions are really under pressure, right. and by us doing the, the, the small things of maintaining social distancing, washing hands, sanitizing, mask wearing and everything like that, well we are then helping the people in our medical departments uh, by not spreading that virus within the community. Yeah, like once again, bears begs mentioning the whole issue that being vaccinated, like it, looking at the hospital numbers even though the numbers are so high at the moment being detected, there's a couple of things to mention, Paul. Early detection is crucial, isn't it? So if you have the symptoms, you do the antigen test, then you get the PCR test, but you must do it early because then you protect the rest of your household. As I said, I've given the example of our own household because uh, the family member decided to go ahead and do it early, we managed to isolate and avoid getting it on this occasion. And I say on this occasion because there's nothing to stop any of us picking it up anywhere and we're doing our living best to avoid it. Well, Alan, I had a very similar situation to your own. My, my, my own family uh, got COVID and uh, uh, it was detected very early in, in play. Uh, we hunkered down for the, almost a week and a half um, and uh, it is very difficult on any family member to get it uh, and it's very difficult on the family because they have to hunker down, you have to stay out of work and it does have just huge consequences uh, for that. So to avoid those, like we, we are asking people uh, just to cut the social contacts, that we will be able to have a, a happy Christmas and a nice Christmas, and that we don't see any further lockdowns. So like I asked a question last night at our uh, Fine Gael Parliamentary Party meeting um, uh, about about any further lockdowns or something like that, uh, of, of that nature, and like the, the, uh, Nefford do not have any plans to do that, but at the same time, yeah. we do have to keep uh, the, the number of cases down, because we have to protect our uh, the health system system that we have because it is before COVID-19 it was creaking and I can tell you one thing the pressures that every nurse doctor everybody every member of staff uh, from the top down right. uh, in, in Wexford General Hospital in and, and in all of our acute hospitals right across the country are they are really really under under pressure with COVID-19 okay. and I really encourage people just to watch the, 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 where they're going and if at all possible to cut their contacts with people I mean you, we, you, we've kind of shared a personal journey of our 
our own just because like people are sharing their, their personal stories with me on a regular basis and I mean to be fair you you, you are married to a health a frontline worker aren't you? Yeah, yes I'm uh, my wife is a, is a nurse in Wexford General Hospital and uh, like Bridget would come home on a daily basis and uh, when she's working and say the pressures of all of the uh, medical staff in, in Wexford Hospital all of the nurses they are really under under stress and strain because Alan when I seen COVID-19 happening in in, um, in March of uh, uh, 2020 if we all thought well within 12 months look we'll be out of this we'll be back to normal we never thought that in uh, November of 2021 and uh, we would be still in a, in a, and we are still in a very similar position although uh, albeit that uh, our society is opened and everything like that mm. but we still have to be so careful and over the next number of months Alan uh, it's going to be the same mm. but like there is very positive signs when, when you see um, the work that and the evidence that is in Israel at the moment, the booster shots are are working, um, and we have to uh, get roll out those boot, booster shots to absolutely everybody in society, okay. uh, and to encourage people who have not received the vaccine to receive a vaccine, to talk to their GPs, to talk to their clinical leads in in in, in specific uh, circumstances, uh, and uh, I would really encourage people not to be reading uh, what's on social media. Right. Uh, a huge amount of that, uh, all of it is total misinformation uh, and like uh, I have anti-vaxxers here who would contact my office I won't say on a daily basis but definitely on a weekly basis I would have people ringing me totally anti-vaccine and uh, yeah. um, going against what the government are doing. But we also have to accept it is a democracy and people have freedom of choice. Absolutely, and, and I mean, absolutely yeah, but yeah. In, in saying that it is a democracy but let people tell the truth and be honest with with, okay. with one another. And we also uh, have to accept uh, as in Mary's story there are people who are wary. I've got a question in from a morning mix listener wanting your view on the situation with the different PCR tests that Eamon Ryan received. Have you a comment on that? Well, I, I was not aware of that policy on, until with the Eamon Ryan situation, and I was actually surprised that you could actually receive the second PCR test. But uh, I, I, after making inquiries, I, I was told that he was he was right. But I was I was absolutely very surprised when I seen this. The, the media reports first to say that Eamon Ryan had um, had a negative or a positive test for for COVID nineteen through PCR, and then he had a um, um, a negative test yeah. further. I was actually very surprised that, but. Uh, I understand that he's the policy, and uh, he he was he was quite right in right. doing what he what what he could do. But I think it did confuse an awful lot of people uh, out there on mm. the on the PCR test. But the PCR tests are the magic bullet. There is absolutely no doubt yeah. they are the magic bullet. But they, 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 you can have a false positive, and you can have a false negative uh, uh, as well. And um, and he was probably right to go and and to receive a, a second uh, PCR test. Okay, well, uh, like we have we have Doctor Bill on tomorrow and people are starting to text me now and asking me what's the difference between the antigen and the PCR test so I'll keep that question for Dr Bill who is a medical professional to respond to that tomorrow. Uh, before I move on to the events in Johnston Castle to conclude my chat with uh, Foreign Minister Paul Kyo, uh, listener my mum was vaccinated in April and she still hasn't received her COVID cert and I've tried ringing the helpline but can't get an answer I, I know there's severe pressure on all these lines at the moment what should that listener do for his mother? Well, Alan, if I if you get if that person passes on the information, yeah. if you can pass it on to me, I will I will make inquiries as to why okay. that person hasn't had their COVID vaccine cert. Oh, right. well, but I, I I have to say I have very few inquiries now. People looking for the COVID vaccine cert, mm-hmm. it, 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 it streamlined very well. Right. It has gone very well. Okay, but so I will definitely make inquiries for for that person and for your listener. So, so listener, if you can give Orla a call on 
like two number two. We'll pass on the details to Paul and the hope that he can follow up on it. Anyway, let's finish off our conversation on a positive note. Events in, Ra- in Johnstown Castle. I was down there on two occasions um, recently. Um, marvellous occasions. A big event. The festival that took place there. Also the new museum that focused in on pierces and also on the, the old dinky corgi cars, etc. What's happening today? It's fantastic that uh, the Minister for Agriculture, Charlie McConnell, will be in Johnstown Castle today at midday to officially open the Johnstown Castle, the grounds, a museum and visitor centre. And this is great news, Alan, for, for, for County Wexford. A huge amount of work has gone into this. I know when I came into government in uh, 2011, with Minister Howland at the time, and uh, I'd like to thank uh, Simon Coveney and Michael Creed uh, for their commitment to former ministers for agriculture. I know uh, in, in 2011 I met the Johnstown Castle, I met Chagas uh, about turning this into a tourism and visitor centre, and unfortunately they couldn't do that because the Johnstown Castle Act didn't allow that because I sponsored legislation after that to get the, uh, the Johnstown Castle Act changed where it could be turned into a, a visitor and cultural uh, amenity and that legislation was passed in um, 2014 the, the Johnstown Castle Agricultural College Amendment Bill in 2014 and it's absolutely fantastic today that we have on our doorstep in County Wexford one of the jewels in the crown right across the island of, of Ireland and it was fantastic to listen this morning to National Radio where they were talking about Johnstown Castle, the great visitor centre uh, that it is. Anyone who hasn't visited Johnstown Castle Island, this is a multi-million euro investment and there's something in it for everybody. Uh, from the museum, and I compliment the people there uh, in the Johnstown Castle Museum for over a long number of years with very little funding, uh, they kept that amenity uh, going with the help of Chagas. And now that we have the castle open with the new visitor centre, fantastic walks uh, and I would encourage anyone that has never visited Johnstown to go down there with their family friends and to meet up it is a fantastic amenity Okay, I've been there. I totally remember what you just said there. We have to leave it for the morning. Uh, thank you for taking our call. I will pass on that listener's details to you as soon as we got them about the man waiting for the COVID uh, cert. Thank you for taking our call this morning. That was former Minister of Finnegale Deputy Paul Kyo. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.